Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that travels deep up the river of TV's shallowest entertainment magazine show to try and kill it now that it's gone insane. This is part two. We've been off for a while. I've got something fresh. <laughs> this is You're John Helsing, the one, the one show hunter. <laughs> this is part two. So as always, if you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for any of this to make any kind of sense now would be the time joining me this week then mark haynes and from the award-winning cold case crime cuts podcast he is mason lane it's lance fuller you missed on thursday they had um simon Pegg on oh okay couple of bits that he did that i loved um simon Pegg, he he's no longer fun is he he's he's made that decision <laughs> yeah. to no longer be comedy simon Pegg, and now he's very serious hollywood actor simon Pegg. simon i'm right in thinking that you're, you're about to start uh, filming on the new mission impossible film we've got one coming out next year and yeah. the one after that is when you're filming yes um so is, is that underway yet or, or that's coming quite soon we're shooting two of them back to back so dead reckoning part one will be out next year and we're just about to start dead reckoning but i think they started yesterday shooting dead reckoning part two so it's a it's a big old task but oh, yeah. uh, two back to back not just two back to back but it's two films back to back which you know you all do your own stunts in these movies yes and he looks very very tired and he looks very very drawn and if if you worked with simon Pegg and he wasn't an actor you would continually be saying to him, I really think you need to go to the doctor because I think you're, you've lost yeah. a lot of weight. You look tired. And yeah. all the joie de vivre has gone out of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but he explained his new TV series, which is on. Um, but like he was being held captive by Al-Qaeda and had to do one of those pieces <laughs> to camera that they were so keen on back in the early 2000s. Um, and... He was talking about how cyber attacks, which is the main thing that this new TV series is about, he said they're actually worse than nuclear attacks, which I mean, I don't agree with. <laughs> that is objectively no, true, I'm agree. sure. Yeah. It's similar to the nuclear deterrent, but it's online. And it's scarier right. because if someone launches a nuclear bomb at you, you know where it's come from. But with a cyber attack, you, you, you're not always sure who's attacking you. So retaliating is a very dangerous game. So it's an incredibly tense um, beautifully written show and it was a pleasure to make but he did talk about how the writer who's a guy called peter kosminski had spent five years researching cyber attacks to write this bbc drama because it was meticulously uh, researched by peter kosminski who is the amazing bafta winning sort of writer director of the show he researched it for five years and nothing in the show it has not happened or 
or has not been war-gamed as, as if it is going to happen. And the first line that they cut to when they show the little clip is Simon Pegg's character saying, it's a cyber attack and it's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Five years! We have a serious problem. Looks like the internet. Tell me. It's a cyber attack and it's very dangerous. <laughs> Writing like for the Beano. <laughs> Wow. I know what you mean about Nailed Simon Pegg. I mean, I, I didn't see Thursdays, but I have seen him on other things. And now he has talked in the past, of course, about having a problem with alcoholism, hasn't he? And and, and how he gave up. But you're right. The, it, that seems that was that was all that was holding him together. <laughs> <laughs> well, he started wearing a big medallion, like it's got it's on a very long chain. So it's actually not. It's a small medallion on a on a big chain. Yeah, a little boy medallion, big boy chain. Is he the mayor no. of Scientology now? Is that what's <laughs> I was wondering. He spent a lot of time with Tom. Cruise. I mean, yeah. that's that's the worry, isn't it? The first thing a Scientologist make you do is you can't do jokes anymore. They don't like <laughs> jokes, uh, as you'll find out, because they will contact us because of what I just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, the best thing about it is the end bit, and it's when the one show is actually worth its weight in gold, where he'd been refusing to have a good time, and he'd just been talking about cyber attacks and just how chilling cyber attacks were. And he did a bit very much like actory, where he sort of said, and, and you know, I'm so, it's so great that I'm in this, not playing a comedy role. He said, I mean, I, I did train to be an actor. I, I'm acting in this. It's very serious. I appreciate the chance that I've been given. It's, it's important to me. And the question after that was... And you're also playing a cartoon cat, aren't you? <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was very, I was delighted to get off with the role because obviously I, I come from uh, having done sort of mainly comedy, um, not always, but I'm generally thought of as someone who does comedy. And so for Peter Kosminski to sort of like take a punt on me as 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 a dramatic actor, because the show is, you know, it's very dramatic, was. Uh, I was I was really sort of flattered by that, and and I and I relished it. I you know that's I trained to be an actor, not just a, a, a funny guy. So it was. Um, if you are expecting me to make a joke in the show, you'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I mean uh, that show. You're, you're obviously you know flexing your acting skills as a human, but you're also flexing your acting skills as an animal in Luck, the new animated uh, <laughs> movie that you're doing for Apple TV. Yeah. Now you are starring alongside Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg. You're playing a cat called Bob. I am. I'm playing a, a good luck cat. Oh, look! Look at little Bob. Black cat like me is considered very And he looked, credit to him, he couldn't hide the fact he looked absolutely gutted they'd brought it up. And it was some weird Netflix series where he's an animated cat running around going, smell my bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> smell my nappies oh, oh I, I, I can't it smells of tarmac <laughs> it was magic oh, and that wow. there are those moments that happen in shows like this where you go i've sat through this and i haven't enjoyed it in the slightest and i get a bit like that and i go i've really really i thought that was a magic moment you know i, I talk about how i don't think this feels like it's got long left in it the one show no one's ever watched it but almost now it's been going long enough that if they if they can it it doesn't look like a failure on the BBC's part for commissioning it because it's well, had let a me long just, run. Uh, let me just uh, do a little one-show handbrake turn there. And mm. it's interesting that you say 
can it? Because there was an entire sequence which, as you've just described, you're watching it going, I'm not interested. And then something happens where you mm. go, oh, now it's gone very one show. And this yeah. was the description of Harry Hill's tour on Tuesday's show, uh, where his tour, Harry Hill on tour, it's called Pedigree Fun, right? Nice. Uh, <laughs> and nice. Uh, uh, Ryland went, hey, it's called Pedigree Fun. And then, uh, and I counted it, 18 seconds later, while that was percolating through Jason Donovan's brain, he went, sorry, what's the tour called? <laughs> and, and he went, and it's, it's called Pedigree Fun, said Harry, in the sort of tone that suggests he wants to add, you fucking bellend, to the end <laughs> of the sentence. Right? Pedigree Fun, new tour. Yes, I'm back on tour. Energetic. I'm back on tour. I haven't toured for nearly 10 years, everyone. Has it been that long? Yeah, it just slipped by. And, you know, I kept thinking, oh, maybe I'll go on tour. And then the old uh, the pandemic happened. And, of course, everyone yeah. said, oh, no, you can't go on tour now. So that made me want to do it even more. What's the tour called? It's called Pedigree Fun. Wow. Why, yeah, why that? And why it's that? coming to a town near you. Really? And then, and then Jason Donovan went, I mean, just not letting it go, right? Because we're all going, yeah, it's a little pun, isn't it? It's a little mm. pun about pedigree chum. It's pedigree fun. It's, it's, it's high-end fun. That's what Harry is suggesting. Yeah. And Jason just Jason Donovan went, why pedigree fun? <laughs> Why yeah. pedigree fun? Uh, well, because I have a certain pedigree. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. You know, because it's like of fun as well. So, you know, it's a lot have, of fun. When we There's have a pedigree fun. I took the two words and I combined them into <laughs> one name, pedigree fun. No, somebody said it, it's a dog food. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't clear it up. <laughs> we, okay. Why? And then Jason Donovan just kept saying pedigree chum over and over again while they were carrying on talking in the background you could hear jason donovan going pedigree chum it it's works. a dog food it's a dog food and we should all say pedigree chum pedigree chum <laughs> this is the bbc other dog food brands are it's available pedigree chum play on no, the pedigree chum tour <laughs> ryan then did the classic other dog foods are available because it's the bbc and they don't want yeah. to it was just this chaotic sort of we all we all we all know why it's called pedigree fun. It's a little pun. Pedigree mm. pun is what it is, you know. Pe- uh, but Jason pedigree would not Chum let it lie. Is a mad name for a product. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> if you're Jason Donovan and you you don't know British dog food, <laughs> he's lived it's, here a long time, Mark. He must. <laughs> if know. he's never had a dog, I mean, he's had know. bouncer. Come on, That's true. <laughs> bouncer, bouncer would not have passed Britain's strict rabies laws in the nineties. <laughs> Lance, did you uh, did you enjoy Harry Hill's explanation of what was in his show? He started to describe what was going on but to utter silence in the studio. Well, that's what I kept focusing on was the the silence. Uh, And and it felt like, uh, not knowing him, it felt like watching an old variety act that was in a theater that now had three people in the audience who, well, who were probably it, delighted, but the rest, you know, nobody else was there to respond. So. It's funny that you say that because Alex tried to keep a little bit, you know, when it when it was dying on its ass, because Harry was being Harry and going on about what's in the, you know, what, what can we see in the show? And he sort of went, well, you know, there's tray bakes and there's shares <laughs> and there's a baby, Sarah the baby elephant. <laughs> like this. Yeah. And they're all staring at him going, what? <laughs> and then it met silence. I mean, nothing yeah. happened. It was really awkward so i've got you know sarah the baby elephant uh i'm i'm touring with the baby elephant so that's right okay. this is so what we want on, to talk sorry. about because it's you it's so we, difficult getting the licenses to you know, i'm license. sure you we know, know what your shows are like they're quite bonkers Harry. Yeah, be, so what we're expecting apart from sarah's baby elephant uh well uh, that's not enough like that's oh. not enough uh we've got i've got a lot of uh, i've got some interactive video uh where i point out the differences between tray bakes and tears and shares you know the Hello, is this Michael? The um, <laughs> and um, 
I've got my son, Gary, from my first marriage, who will uh, come on. And I'm hoping he'll take over the business. He does an impression of, uh, well, his main one is Chris Whitty, is this big impression. Great. <laughs> uh, and then at the very end, I sing My Way Backwards. <laughs> so, I mean... If that's not entertainment, I don't know what is. I mean, where do we sign well, up? Well, yeah. by, the way, th- by the way, this isn't a dream. This is happening on BBC Two right yeah. now. <laughs> and then Alex just went, uh, so what does a typical Harry Hill audience look like these days? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so damning. Come, come oh on, my dirt, God. probably. The only celebrities I got to see, apart from Simon Pegg being worrying, were Steve Backshall and uh, Helen George. Well, we're going to welcome our guests now, two-time Olympic gold medalist Helen Glover and her BAFTA-winning husband, Steve Backshall. Well, welcome back. Yes, um, they oh. were. They were talking about um, uh, their book, Wildlings, weren't they? This this is like the 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 worst example of like an Instagram couple uh, <laughs> tr- trying to uh, you know wealthy uh, famous people trying to tell normal people how to put dirt on their children. Yeah, yeah. And there was a moment that really stuck out from that when Alex had mentioned something about, oh, you know, kids. What has your mama double uh, Olympic winner? And uh, talk of inspiration, nothing like two gold medals to bring home to show the kids, is well, there? I mean, and I was like, don't make kids shame their parents for not being Olympic athletes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, I thought that was a. Um, he's a TV presenter. Steve Backshaw yeah. does a lot of nature stuff for kids, and you could see what a, a like a pro. He is as a presenter, whereby they just finished that nappies thing. And they yeah. said to him, so did you, do you think that was a good idea? And he was able to speak for about 25 seconds yeah. to just say, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, he was <laughs> unbelievably sort of presenter. That is a brilliant idea, isn't it? It's fantastic. Because you can't help feeling a bit... It is. I mean, when you tot up the amount yeah. of nappies that, right. that can be used over the, the length of a child's you know, time in nappies, it's phenomenal. So any way that you can put that to good use rather than it just being dumped is, is really potentially beneficial for the environment. Definitely. But th- this whole book was all about let your kids grow up in the wild and stuff. And it was all right when you saw their house because their house... It had a lake and woods, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I come from London. I come from the city. My child, I reckon, is more of a wildling than Steve Backshall's and Helen George's kids, only yeah. because she grew up in Harringay. If you look at her funny, she will improvise a knife and she will shank you with it. Right? <laughs> oh, and she's got real crazy eyes going on, right? Massively, like, massively. She is dripping in bitumen and petrol and it's like she's been <laughs> tagged. There's spray paint everywhere. It, I, honestly, if, if she gets near those kids, she will just bite their faces off. There is a very odd, exactly what you're saying, just to illustrate it. They, they, were, they were talking about, you know, what could muggle kids that aren't yours mm. do for free you know in the cost of living crisis and what was their first suggestion well in our book we've got sir chris hoy talking about how to get your first bike and I'm like what so it just says nick one presumably <laughs> what my big thing about about this and I, i've done this before john but you know i hate the idea and it's sort of a country file idea that the city is inherently a failure and that everybody would like to live in a field and this whole thing of this is the way to bring up the kids and if you're in an urban environment then you can just go to your garden center and stick them in some soil for a bit i, mm. I, I look at it I, i'm very much i don't think urban 
like people are, are necessarily we need the lessons of that because yeah. that's the lessons of the peasant people from the medieval time <laughs> on how to <laughs> climb trees i don't need to climb a tree the reason for that is uh, i invest in crypto now time <laughs> has moved on i'm so sorry by the way i'm so sorry <laughs> i was has- trying to think of a positive urban thing and actually in fairness to them i couldn't do it <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down in, uh, speaking of their uh, obsession with the countryside, down in Detling in Kent, this happened on on Tuesday. Uh, They were talking Mm. about quality of life and how long people live. And there's been a survey about how long uh, we're all living now. And the people that are living the longest, it seems, live in a village called Detling in Kent, which is not far from where I live. So it's not too far away. There's nothing special about it. Apparently, though, there is because the residents of Detling are living to the ripe old age of, well, they said, unusual ages and then everyone they spoke to was just 74 (laughs) (laughs) the uk's population is living longer the current national average is 79 years for men and 82 for women but the village of detlin near maidstone in kent is defying odds with people living well into their 90s they have given like this this maximum number that people were living to and then they did not introduce anyone no. of that age no, at all i mean they're just obviously Where those people they? go i'm not talking to the fucking monster because that will take years off my life i'm not yeah. going anywhere here. <laughs> what, but it was all what, about what, the water in detling apparently right, right? So okay, said, i was going to ask what was yeah. the thing behind it so but richie I anderson, the one show not telling you but yeah right, yeah right. well yeah richie anderson was down in uh, who i think is a radio 2 travel reporter right. was down <laughs> in detling in kent uh looking into it and they spoke to 89 year old margaret right who by the way when they went to a 
house, they did that thing that they always do where they've said, look, we'll, we'll film ringing your bell. And you open oh, the yeah. door and pretend, you know, we've just arrived. But what was funny about that, they showed a door and there was a bell, but next to it was a big sticker with press and an arrow written on it as though people in Detling don't know how to use a bell. <laughs> For a start, was with no reference well, to it, just new. carried on. Um, <laughs> so a bloke from Southeast Water turned up. They interviewed him in a field and, uh, you know, talking about the quality of the chalk filtered water in the mm. Kent South Down. No mention of the millions of pounds Southeast Water have been fined recently for chucking shit into the sea. Not turning it into tarmac, <laughs> chucking it in the sea. Right? No mention of that. And then they were talking about how <laughs> the watering Detlin works, right? And they, they got, they got as far as one sentence into this that used the phrase boreholes and I thought Chuck if ever there was a metaphor because this film <laughs> it really is the stuck in a borehole fucking boringest <laughs> hole I've ever fucking watched Douglas Whitfield from South East Water is the man in charge of making sure the quality of the water in the taps is the best it can be well, we're really lucky in the Detling area that the geology allows us to have some really nice, good quality water that we draw from underground aquifers through chalk boreholes. Do you know I, what I love, too, about this village is um, they're talking about how nice it is in village life. And I'm sure everybody knows everybody's business that's going on. But they have a nice little shop at which everyone volunteers. Yeah. And I was like, aren't unpaid internships illegal now? <laughs> yeah. That's- is this the thing now yeah. to be a part of Detling? You have to... Uh, do yeah. some unpaid work. Uh, it's like an outpost of Soviet-era Russia, isn't it? Where, <laughs> where the elderly are press-ganged into working for the one shop. There was another good bit, because this is the Jason Donovan episode. And there was I thought there was a very good moment from Alex, right, which I'm convinced she didn't write, where mm. they said, Jason Donovan is going to be talking about his new role, which is as the teen angel in Greece, the, the musical production of Greece. And mm. she said, Jason Donovan is in Greece. Tell us more, tell us more. And Jason, even though he's in that, didn't get that at first. (laughs) (laughs) Now then, Jason, Mm. we are glad you're here tonight because from tomorrow you'll be on stage in Greece. The word, apparently. Tell us more, tell us more. (laughs) Uh, Tell us more. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm playing the teenager. (laughs) Are are you having a stroke? No, (laughs) no. No. He then did a brilliant burn because he said... It was a bit like Harry Hill's Did You Meet Some Big Stars backstage. He <laughs> said, oh, yeah, it's got a great cast in it. It's all great and uh, brilliant cast. And Peter Andre's in it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I've so, got that out there. So we start tomorrow at the Dominion Theatre. Great cast. And, and Peter Andre's obviously uh, in there as well. So Burn, Peter You're Andre. You're picking up something there, though, about, about you know Alex doing stuff like that. I, I that, The show that I watched that she did on Thursday, which was with Roman Kemp, um, and well done the one show for having Roman Kemp and Ronan Keating uh, on the same show and continually getting like going um so Roman what's coming up next with Ronan was one of the lines <laughs> so Ronan so Roman's here Ronan's on tour at the moment but we've kept him working hard for us just <laughs> again are you having a stroke um, but I felt like Alex is coming to the realization she's outgrown this show uh, she was she with Roman Kemp she looked like she looked like she was sort of like I'm having to babysit a kid here yeah. And by the end, she just seemed uh, something she's never done before, which is she seemed really bored. And then by the end, they're just going, right, tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know. uh, come, there was a good tea. They've, they've done a little, again, something new, really. They started teasing ahead in one sentence. Still to come, find out what's so special about this dog, Honey. <laughs> and then they moved away. Do you know what was special about the dog, Honey? 
The dog honey, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, I think this is a really good idea, to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. Radio 3 have attached microphones to a dog yep. and, and recorded its day with just microphones <laughs> attached to a dog. Yeah. And let it wander around. And just. Re- and I think that is For the third fantastic. time in this show, are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Radio 3 yeah. doing exciting I audio I experimentation. It. Lovely. And then the, the, the section they played as well was uh, uh, the dog approached another dog and they proceeded to growl at each other and that's all they played. Oh, hello. Oh, that's all right. No, that's honey, honey. Well, this is the thing. It's, right. like, it's like piece your own story yeah. together, Harry. I quite yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, as it was, Jason it Donovan was... said, when they came to him, he said, what do you reckon? And he just went, well, I think it gives a different perspective on life. I quite like it. You like it, Jason? Yeah, I think it gives a different perspective on life. <laughs> but, but what he nor anyone else did was say, pedigree chum at any point (laughs) you've been saying it for 20 minutes jason in the background muttering it the moment there's a sequence about a dog you don't fucking mention dog food jesus christ open goal do you think do you think that whole episode was it's just one of turned out to be one of bouncer's dreams (laughs) do you know in the end it might be that the whole of the one show over these past years has been one of bouncer's dreams do you know as well as someone who has never seen neighbors when they showed that clip besides the hair which was unbelievably great Mm. um i couldn't get past how much it looked like my idea of what porn is supposed to look like. <laughs> you mean you're talking about Scott and Charlene's wedding? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's so soft focus and it's a setup for something where, I mean, there's, there's going to be some deep dicking going on in a yeah. second. I mean, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I fucking bet there was. <laughs> really, after that. Honestly, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. You know, there are all those rumours about Jason and Kylie, but, you know. Oh, no, they had, they, they had, a, they had a relationship at that time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that's all been acknowledged. Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe every time they had sex, Angry Anderson sang suddenly <laughs> over the top of it. Uh, it. I mean, if he did... Lucky guy. I know. Lucky guy. <laughs> uh, but I, I also hope at least one of them was angry while they were doing it as well. <laughs> uh, there was a good bit at the uh, at the end of this episode where uh, Ryland had to step in and save the day. So they were taking viewers' questions as they uh, as they sometimes do. Mm. Uh, and a viewer wrote in, and Harry Hill was wearing one of his uh, comedy tank tops with about six or seven different little badges on there, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the question came in from someone saying, um, what's on your badges? So they asked him. And then Harry started to explain individually mm. what was on his badge. He's got, oh, this one's <laughs> this, this was it. And then he got to like number three or four and Ryland ju- just went, well, it's an array of others. <laughs> and Sandra says, you're totally amazing, Harry. What's on your badges? Oh, well, I've got six badges on. Uh, Peter Blake is is ninety. He, he celebrated his ninetieth birthday. You know, the the uh, yeah. Britain's eminent uh, pop artist. I still miss Elvis, which Lovely. I do, of course. Paul and Paul then McCartney. an array of others. Yes. An array of others. We won't go through it. There's Very a time. Nice. Just, it was counting down to the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you think of all the wasted moments up to that point. That oh. you know, as Harry Hill gets into his stride, you have to go, and there's no more time because oh. we, we we spent ten minutes repeating the words pedigree chum to one another <laughs> yeah, earlier. Uh, uh, so I guess this is like the Ryland Love Show all of a sudden because I you know, appreciated things he did. He There was this low-key burn where he was talking about all the eye acting in Neighbours to mm, Jason Donovan. Yes, that's right. Which, yeah. which was uh, such a nice way to say 
you're a shit actor because you're going, hmm, <laughs> hmm, hmm, which was held up with uh, the clips they were showing of Mr. Donovan, uh, is this... who is also like remarkably too old for any of the roles he's now playing. Yeah. So this this was quite a sort of like a cultural crash for you, because this is all stuff that yeah. never, ever made it any way close to being across the Atlantic. If it made it to uh, yeah. Ireland, I'd be surprised. But things like, you know, Neighbours and Harry Hill, and this is all just new. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame you didn't get to see Ronan Keating sing as well. That really would have been the pit. Well, th- th- this is very much like when I'm at uh, parties and people will start to reference uh, that childhood show they watched, you know, on w- one of two channels in the UK when they were kids. <laughs> and and I'm just like, I have absolutely no reference points for any of this. Yeah. I, find I it, sort of love it. I find it very hard to imagine that you're invited to parties, Lance, if I'm honest. I think. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. And that seems like the time to draw this nightmare to a close. In fact, I have it on good authority that Putin is set to unleash episodes of The One Show on the good people of Kiev, as if they haven't seen enough atrocity already. The man is a monster. Uh, as you know, at the end, it is customary for podcast people to say things like, please rate and review this show and all that. Um, although, as we've said before, we, we don't know that it makes any difference whatsoever. So uh, yeah, why not just tell people on your social media how funny this is? Get be to it and go, I really like this, the, the, the One Show Show podcast. It's absolutely stupid. Now, we should tell you, Mark, shouldn't we? We should tell them this. Friday, the 16th of September. Have I got that Ooh, right? That's get, right. Get this. We are back live at the London Podcast Festival. Uh, this this show, this nonsense, this bollocks live <laughs> on stage with clips, like video clips of the actual show itself yeah. with a guest TBA. Uh, so yeah, come and say hello to Mark and myself. It's cheap to yeah. start London Podcast. It is. I believe we're actually, apart from the kids' show, we have ensured that we are the lowest priced podcast at the festival. The reason for that is simple, John. People will not pay very much <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> and it well, would I'm be lovely to have a sellout like we did in our, in our first year. Oh, our it was second amazing, year was wasn't it? slightly ruined by the fact that it was in the middle of a pandemic and everyone had come back much too soon. That's right. So, Although, to be fair, that second year year we're in quite a big room <laughs> ambitious yeah, uh, and, yeah and that second the first year sold out instantly the second year was still pretty full even though everyone was almost dead in this country so i know I, you know of all the things that i'd be willing to die for the one one show is not necessarily <laughs> you, top of you, the list you didn't even say it correctly <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it's called <laughs> but the one show show live friday september the 16th just gone on sale tickets going Tickets are going. Uh, get them while they're tepid. Uh, Google London Podcast Festival, and you, know, you probably know how Google works. Anyway, but while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.